Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments, O Jerusalem. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it. From his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 36 on page 383. My heart showeth me the wickedness of the ungodly, that there is no fear of God before his eyes. For he flattereth himself in his own sight, until his abominable sin be found out. The words of his mouth are unrighteous and full of deceit. He hath left off to behave himself wisely and to do good. He imagineth mischief upon his bed, and hath set himself in no good way. Neither doth he abhor anything that is evil. The mercy, thy mercy, O Lord, reaches unto the heavens, and thy faithfulness unto the clouds. Thy righteousness standeth like the strong mountains, thy judgments are like the great deep. Thou, Lord, shalt save both man and beast, how excellent is thy mercy, O God. And the children of men shall put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be satisfied with the plenteousness of thy house. And thou shalt give them drink of thy pleasures as out of the river. For with thee is the well of life, and in thy light shall we see light. O continue forth thy loving kindness unto them that know thee, and thy righteousness unto them that are true of heart. O let not the foot of pride come against me, and let not the hand of the ungodly cast me down. The, there are they fallen, all that work wickedness. They are cast down, and shall not be able to stand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the ninth chapter of Proverbs. Wisdom has built her house. She has hewn, it, she has hewn out her seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, 
Come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live, and go in the way of understanding. Foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house, on a seat by the highest places of the city, to call to those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Stolen water is sweet, and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he does not know that the dead are there, that her guests are in the depth of hell. Your end of the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the first chapter of the book of Philippians. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel, so that it, so that it has become evident to the whole palace guard, and to all the rest, that my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord, having become confident by my chains, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even from envy and strife, some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add aff affliction to my chains, but the latter out of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, and will rejoice. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed, but with all boldness, as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean fruit for my labor, from my labor. Yet what I shall choose I cannot tell. For I am hard-pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know that I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Here ends the first lesson, second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, 
to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather abraham that he would give us that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life and thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the lord to prepare his ways to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our god whereby the day spring from on high has visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen i believe in god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in jesus christ his only son our lord who was conceived by the holy ghost born of the virgin mary suffered under pontius pilate was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead he ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of god the father almighty from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead i believe in the holy ghost the holy catholic church the communion of saints the forgiveness of sins the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting amen the lord be with you and with thy spirit let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen o lord show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation o god may clean our hearts within us and take not thy holy spirit from us almighty and everlasting god who dost govern all things in heaven and earth mercifully hear the supplications of thy people and grant us thy peace all the days of our life through jesus christ our lord amen o god who art the author of peace and lover of concord in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life whose service is perfect freedom defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies that we surely trusting in thy defence may not to fear the power of any adversaries through the might of jesus christ our lord amen o lord our heavenly father almighty and everlasting god who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight through jesus christ our lord amen good morning everyone just some quick thoughts about today's lessons um we begin with proverbs where we're we're looking at and it we've been going through an extended uh, exploration of wisdom and if we'll remember that 
there's an essential difference between wisdom and intelligence. Intelligence means being able to be presented with concepts or ideas and understand them and be able to make connections with them and, and being able to use though that information. But it does not tell you whether that information is good or bad. It does not tell you if it's true or false. It Intelligence means being able to accept information on its own merits. But there's a not necessarily any uh, discernment involved, whereas wisdom at its core is about understanding the fundamental principles of reality. It's understanding the way things actually are and the building blocks or the foundation for all things. And thus, the essential truth of wisdom is it always comes from acknowledging God as creator. And so in in a way, a someone with multiple PhDs but does not believe in God is less wise than a person, a a child who believes in God. That child has more wisdom because they grasp the essential nature of reality. And in this passage, we are we see it as personified by the the wise woman, and then on the other hand, the the foolish woman, who are inviting people into their abode. And so this brings out a, another thing about wisdom and foolishness. Foolishness is it's not something that we possess, it's something that we live into. We are, submit ourselves to wisdom. But at the same time, we can also submit ourselves to foolishness. It's something, a, a choice that we constantly make. It's not something that we possess, it's something that we enter into constantly. We are always going into wisdom and accepting it. So in a, in a sense, wisdom is always an, an acceptance of the reality of our human condition. And this is interesting in our New Testament lesson where Paul is writing. So Paul, as you'll remember, was a, a Pharisee who persecuted the church. And he knew the, the scriptures better than anybody, he understood all these things and he was persecuting the church. So it means he had a certain intellectual capacity to understand the teachings of the church, yet he rejected them. So he knew that the stories of Christ being the Messiah and the coming one and that he died on the cross and these people are saying that he rose again on the third day. And it's my belief that he knew all these things and heard all these things, but he rejected them. He had intelligence, yet he lacked wisdom. And then it was on the road to Damascus where he is confronted with the, the deity of Christ, where he sees the glory of God manifested in this great and blinding light, where the scales fall from his eyes. When he's confronted with a fact that he cannot dispute, 
he then immediately converts. He already had the requisite intelligence, yet he lacked this one thing of belief, but God in his mercy granted him this, this vision, and it was just this one little piece of information that changed everything for him. And he submits himself to the wisdom of God. And that completely alters his worldview. And so, you know, we can all sit around and, you know, the vast majority of us will never have an experience like Paul had on the road to Damascus. But in another sense, are the small miracles in our life that lead us to Christ we are in a sense possessing more wisdom than Paul did. We did not, we do not need this huge monumental moment to turn to Christ. We understand the reality of the situation and submit to the wisdom of God without the need of these grand gestures. And then in the actual passage today with Paul, you know, he's writing to a church, a, essentially Gentile community who have been brought up in the world to believe that the truth of religion is manifested in the well-being of the people in the here and now. And now that they see Paul in prison, it rocks their foundations in a sense. It is the normal way of the, the pagan religion is to see that a guy brought into prison is somehow not being blessed by the gods, if you will. So although that they believe in one God, his imprisonment is somehow being used as a judgment against Christianity. And he's saying that's not the case. I am here in prison and my chains are for Christ. What's happening in this world is not as important as our collective relationship with God. In fact, I'm actually doing more evangelism here in prison than I was doing outside, or, or there's still evangelism going on. In fact, you know, when I was out on the streets, the powers of Imperial Rome could ignore what I was saying. And now they can't ignore it. And I'm actually converting people here in prison and bringing them to Christ. So wonderful things are going on here, even despite my, my, my imprisonment. And in fact, his example of steadfastness in prison is actually leading other peoples and strengthening their faith. And so this is always an, an important thing to remember is that the, the situations that we find ourselves in in this world, including our suffering, are always incumbent on us to make them all a part of our relationship with Christ. And all the things that happen to us for good or for ill can be done for the glory of God and to bring you know, blessings out of it. And it all, all it takes is us to submit to the wisdom of Christ and to remain steadfast in the faith and trust in him and, and endure the temporary pains and sufferings of this world for him. So just some thoughts about today's lessons.
O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith and unity of spirit in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Saturday. Thank you, Deacon Thanks, John. Deacon John. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Rachel. Have a good day, everybody. Thank you, Deacon.